Not only do I turn looks, I turn bottoms into tops. I might be a bear, but deep down I'm just a kitten. Hello! I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And, and welcome, welcome to The Real House Bears of Salt Lake City. Boom, 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 podcast. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I never know what to expect. <laughs> I certainly didn't expect that swagger you had with that. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what? Uh, it must for, be the tequila. For, for, for. <laughs> yes, tequila. Let's talk about Santa bringing us a treat. Yeah, so if you have checked out our YouTube channel, Santa brought us a bottle of Vita tequila. Oh my gosh, Vita tequila, that sounds so familiar. Oh, uh, listen, if you don't know, then you've never seen an episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> That's correct. That is Lisa or Meredith's tequila. <laughs> Which one is it? It's Lisa's, right? Yeah. Lisa Barlow's tequila. Vita tequila. Uh, surprisingly, it was really, really smooth. It was, listen, it, it was. I mean, I didn't like, you know, normally I kind of like cringe or whatever whenever I do a Sometimes shot. Sometimes it's got a bite to it. Yeah, it was real smooth and nice. So check out our video on our YouTube channel. And we uh, tried it by itself. We tried it in a cocktail. We made a Mexican mule. Yeah. In honor of Whitney. Of course. So, we, you know, we got two out of three right there. Boom. Bam. I hope um, Whitney and uh, Lisa see it and they're just like, kudos. Right? Well, listen, <laughs> I tagged that. That bottle wasn't cheap. So <laughs> I tagged the heck out of Lisa Barlow and me tequila and hope to get a little bit of return on our investment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so check out our YouTube and please subscribe while you're there because we're going to be making a lot more little mini-sodes and videos um, to put on there. So... A lot more to come uh, in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Christmas was just a few days ago. Yeah. I had a really great Christmas. We hang out, hung out with some of our friends. Yes. Uh, friendship and fellowship. That's what Christmas is all we about. We watched Wonder Woman 84. Oh, yeah. We went to the very controversial, clearly. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's a film critic all of a sudden. Seriously. We personally thought it was really enjoyable. I thought it had a little bit of holes in it, but I really enjoyed it. And that's all I really needed. I really loved the like nostalgic part of it. Yeah. And I, I Gal Gadot is just gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh, she is gorgeous. Kristen Wiig was fantastic. I love Kristen Wiig. I love Kristen Wiig. I know. I mean, it was by no means a perfect movie, but if you went there to have a good time, then you had a good time. If you went there to hate on something, then you found plenty to hate on. Oh, totally. You know? But I'm not hating on this week's episode, especially because it opens up on this gorgeous shot of Park City. Like, yes. it was breathtaking. Episode seven. This one's called Fashion Faux Pas. Look at you, French. <sighs> Whoa, wee, wee, wee. Whoa. <laughs> Are you glad I didn't say Fashion Fox Pass? I, I listen, with the first time I saw it, I was like, he's going to say that just to be funny. I assumed <laughs> you knew how to say it. Wee, wee, wee. French, so, French, French. <laughs> So it opens up on a beautiful shot of Park City on the on the beautiful Meredith getting ready for Park City Fashion Week. Oh, everybody's getting ready for this. I love the one model that is practicing her runway. That is dedication. Meredith is so sexy. She really is. She is so sexy. I listened to her interview on The Daily Dish. You know, she doesn't do plastic surgery. She's not a fan of fillers. She just takes care of her skin and does a little bit of Botox. She likes her uh, She likes her forehead to move a little bit, but she does do Botox. Like, she's just looking that good, I guess, from taking care of herself. Yeah, flash five years later while she's on the show, and <laughs> boom, boom, filled, and injected, and pulled, and yanked, and cut. 
you know? That's what it was most housewives. Well, people on social media really like to talk about how these housewives in particular have supposedly so much work done. I'm like, really? Are you watching the other cities? Right. You think that Salt Lake City has so much work compared to the other cities? Uh-uh. I doubt that. I 100%. Well, plus, like, this is the first time I'm seeing these ladies, so I don't know, like, before and after. True. Jen Shaw, you can tell she's got a lot of work done, especially compared next to her sister. They don't even look like they're related. Some, uh, <laughs> true, some true. Uh, yeah, you, uh, later I t- we see Jen Shaw without a whole lot of makeup on, and so I'm, like, I'm anxious to talk about that, actually. Oh, okay. Well, then we uh, get back to Meredith, and she's talking about, you know, networking, the fashion show, network, 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 and it's so important to network and just meeting new people. You just never know where your next break is going to be. And then she just goes right into, you know, Ohio. Yeah, well, you know, and no offense against Ohio, I'm actually from the greater Cincinnati area, so I actually have an affection for Ohio. But the networking that you're going to get, and listen, Meredith has lived in Chicago, she's lived in Toronto, she's lived in all of these really big cities and not that Ohio doesn't have great big cities Cleveland and maybe Columbus and I I don't really know all the huge cities in Ohio but you're certainly not going to get the networking and a lot of the experience and opportunities that you have in some of these bigger cities including Salt Lake City and Park Mm -hmm. City clearly she's having success there that she's going to get in Ohio and plus Park City gives you that small town feeling though but it's also still a big city you know yeah it's like living in a like living in a ski resort with the city right next door it's and it's true i mean salt lake city is less than 30 minutes away yeah so when you say that when she's like nothing against ohio i just don't want to live there when you think again of like chicago and toronto and other big cities that she's lived in i get that she's like i've started a life in park city i'm getting my business going i'm on a tv show why would i move to ohio seriously i hear so much about ohio it's so crazy everything's in ohio (laughs) everybody's in ohio like all the forensic files they're all in ohio (laughs) (laughs) maybe not the reputation they want Uh, (laughs) Uh, you know there's a lot of fur in this episode in general but in salt lake city episodes in general i hope it's fake well for, uh, for one jen shaw is wearing chewbacca's fur oh no you don't. that was chewbacca's <laughs> fur i know that a hundred percent i know chewbacca's fur has anyone was, seen chewbacca lately has, i don't think so any, somebody check on chewbacca right now <laughs> that was my i can't do it <laughs> And then did you see Heather walk in? In her white fur, yeah. Uh, I think that's Jen Shaw's, like, Death of a Thousand Swans jacket. Uh, you think it is? I think it I is. Didn't, but I, didn't put I that think together. it might be. I, I, I'm not going to deny that. It's very possible. But it's, it's pretty. It's really pretty. Oh, it's so, it's so pretty. I, I love yeah. it. Oh, and here comes Mary. With her. Listen, Mary. I don't, maybe berets are in, and I don't know it. Or maybe berets were in, I guess, a year or so when they go, when they filmed this, and I don't know it. But Mary, you've worn a beret in almost every single episode, and I think it's the same beret. Yeah, even at home, she's wearing a beret. I think it's just easy for her to cover up that wig job. (laughs) Which, you know what? I don't have a single note about her wig in this episode. Honestly, I wanted to say something about her confessional look. Her hair is nice and streaked. It looks amazing her face looks beautiful but it's the one where she's wearing the black jacket and the white underneath it there's other ones where she doesn't look great in her confessional but that was specifically i need to throw out hey good job (laughs) yeah well you know what when when you're not distracted by all of the accessories mary is gorgeous she really is her face is beautiful her makeup is oftentimes just spot on and soft she's really really pretty it's just really easy to get distracted by all of the other things going (laughs) on 
about distracted. It's so funny when she walks in and when Mary walks in and then boom, eye contact where Jen Shaw and there's an open seat right next to Jen Shaw. And you know that's her seat. Well, and yeah, that clearly was not accidental. <laughs> no, it was not. That was specifically said. But you know what? I would have loved to sit in that spot because it's right between Jen Shaw and Justin. It would have been a fun time. It would have I'm been sorry, a really Whitney. fun time. I'm sorry, Whitney. I probably would have hit on your husband. I'm sure she would be <laughs> flattered by that. Yeah, I mean, so. I guess she said. But back to Mary for just a second. So when the producer asks Mary um, about put, uh, shopping in Utah and blah, blah, blah. Mary says, it feels good to put on something fierce. I was like, yes, it does. Amen. I am totally, I am with Mary in this episode. Uh, she, it's just the outfits wear her. She doesn't wear the outfits. So I, I, I totally understand where she gets. I love to wear something that just makes you feel amazing and just domineering. Yeah. I the, love it. When I, if I, no matter how good I feel, well, you know, it goes, all goes back. It's better to look good than to feel good. I, I'm sadly going to be saying that too many times. Uh, but it does. Sometimes if you're feeling the worst, if you put on something that makes you feel hot, it gives you energy. It gives you health. Mm-hmm. You know, it I makes, think. It gives you power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, when when Mary does say, "I'm so glad that they brought fashion to Utah," <clears throat> wait until she see Brooks's collection. I'm feeling really uncomfortable. Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be a little bit nicer. And plus, you can't, well, <laughs> no, I don't think you've ever claimed that you're going to be nicer to Brooks. Okay, I tried to be, but he just. Ugh. But kudos to Mary for being really nice and telling Jen Shaw that she looks pretty. Oh, you look good. Yeah, and Justin was really sweet to Mary when he greeted her. And um, you know, I did also find out on that interview with Meredith that it looks like there's actually not a whole lot more drama happening with Mary for the rest of the season. Really? Like, most of Mary's drama, I think, has been played out, and most of the drama deals with Meredith, Jen Shaw, some more with Lisa, some more in Lisa and Whitney. I saw a little bit of a clip, and it looked like Jen Shaw and Heather kind of get into it for a second, and I hope that's not true. Um, There is a little bit of drama with that, but I think from what we can tell on... um, Social media and the news, their friendship has has stood the test of this season. Yes, absolutely. Um, but now, to the fashion show, I like seeing Whitney put the hairspray on her shoes. I never knew that. Yeah. It helps the stick get better traction, I Listen, guess. I don't know if it's America's Next Top Model. I don't know if it was Models, Inc. I don't know where I knew that, but I have actually seen that before. I've only worn heels one time for that Thomas Evans Femme the Man photo shoot that you could see on my Instagram, at Hunter Harden. Ooh. Name drop. <laughs> I don't know if it was a name drop. It was certainly a good drop. But yeah, they actually put me in drag. I shaved my beard and I wore high heels. And it's kind of awesome to wear heels. Your butt looks great. <laughs> and legs. It makes your I legs mean, my look legs. Really great oh, I, too. Look, I look toit. <laughs> uh, so does Whitney. She's wearing that beautiful black cocktail dress with a fringe bottom at the top and that open lace or fringe at the bottom and then the open lace top that makes her chest look stunning. So stunning. I wonder if Meredith lost any jewelry during that um, show because it seemed like she was throwing on the jewelry last second to them and there probably wasn't a lot of like logging in the books because a lot of times during these shows in my experience with it, a lot of sometimes the jewelry goes missing. Well, you know what? Since the jewelry was the showcase and not just an accessory, I would say there was pretty good eyes on it. I hope so. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would say so. I, um, you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, certainly the, when you were, when Whitney and somebody else was eating french fries and I was like, you know, Whitney certainly never wears, eats a, a full hamburger with a bun. 
one. Uh-uh. And then she says in here, after she successfully rocks the runway, oh, I will say. She's like, if I could only give up six che- or give up cheeseburgers and add six inches to my legs, I could have a career. She could totally do that. Girl, I'm with you. If I could give up burgers, I would totally be able to. I would be like cover on magazines instead of just the inserts. <laughs> uh, but what kind of life is a life without a cheeseburger? Oh. I guess one where you're making a lot of money being a model. Oh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then after Whitney's success on the runway, Meredith, again, looking sexy as heck, wearing that uh, slip-like dress with the nude illusion underneath. Mm. I thought she looked so great, but I hated the hat. Uh, uh, yeah, Kung Lao hat, we didn't need it. Uh, it was unnecessary. It made that sexy look a little bit more dowdy. It made Meredith look a little bit older. I yeah, yeah, I was going to say it made her look a little bit more older, and it's too hipstery for that dress. It didn't go. It, it, it was... didn't go. I applaud her. Get it, girl. Do something a little bit extra to make yourself stand out. It just didn't hit the, the, the nail on the head. Yeah, she looked perfect, except... And maybe hats are an accessory that she's trying to sell, I don't know, but I thought the dress was too sexy for that hat. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And that runway was very short, to be honest with you. It was just like a couple steps in, and she's just staring down at her friends, and she's like, hi. And everyone's (laughs) being really sweet. Before Brooks gets to come out, I don't even know if I should say anything. Should I just let you go off on the Brooks Brooks fashion show? (sighs) Don't. I don't think you should get me started, <laughs> to be honest with you. I I think you just need to take this for a little bit. Well, um, he says that... Okay, here's the thing about Brooks Marks. <laughs> okay, so you see him putting on... He's making this, like, little harness, body harness thing out of, like, leftover fabric that says Brooks Marks on it to make it at least have two pieces in the collection. And Jen Shaw hits on the head. Does one piece make a collection? No. It does not make a collection. And it's just, it's so frustrating to see this. Because I'm an artist. I know a ton of my friends are artists. Very big designers. Very good. And they would kill for this opportunity. And this is just given to Brooks. And he's so snotty about it. Well, you know, Brooks Marks is the best name for a fashion line ever. Okay, let me get into this. (laughs) (laughs) Brooks Marks. That is such a hard word to say. It does not flow. Brooks Marks. If it was Brooke Marks, that would go a lot better. If it was Brooks Mark, it would be better. But Brooks Marks, K's and S's are too hard. And he's like, yeah, the K's and the S's is a killer sound. It's just killer. It's just killer. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's a killer K and S sound, honey. That's like offensive. I just really can't believe they put the same sweatsuit on five different models, and then like jogging behind him was it just made it me looked laugh. like it, it, them jogging behind him. It made it look like a little brat army or something, and or he, like some kind of cult. Well, you know, no, army is, is right because <gasps> Brooks looks really militant. Oh, looks so very militant. Yeah, he has got straight face, but. That is cult wear. That is Heaven's Gate cult wear. <laughs> Later down the line, there's going to be a cult that's going to be like, Brooks Marks. Oh, no, you didn't. And they're going to be like, drink the Kool-Aid. Wear the suit. Wear the suit. <laughs> the stripes make us look slimming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I do have disdain for Brooks. Not as much as everyone else in the world seems to have. But I, um, <laughs> And, you know, I really do try to be positive. But you know what? He's not a cast member. He gets, a, he gets as much screen time, it seems, as Lisa Barlow does. But And my whole thing is, if you're going to put your life out there, you're choosing to do that. So people are going 
going to judge. I'm sorry, but that's what's going to happen. And so far, Brooks, you have been a very big McGrump pants. <laughs> and not in your designer clothes. Wait, but Meredith said he was an inspiration. Mary said Mer- that? Meredith. Okay, <laughs> Meredith said that. Okay. No, actually, you know what? Mary said what an inspiration when Brooks was walking through. What an inspiration. What an inspiration. Oh I'm God. like, oh, yes, I know. Right, okay, Mary. great. Listen, right, Mary, I, you at least know what expensive clothes when you see it. So Ooh. I don't know. Then, then the FaceTime, the most uncomfortable FaceTime from the very beginning. It's I mean, his dad has anxiety getting on the phone already because he knows that he's already in trouble with Brooks because Brooks has already made it known. Like, I I just wish you were here. Well, maybe you guys look interesting would not be the right way to respond. I agree. <laughs> he did not use the right words. And like, uh, interesting. Like, that's like offensive. <laughs> Cue soundbite. Interesting. That's like offensive. <laughs> <laughs> and... and I, I, I'm a little bit torn in this situation because, yes, I agree that Seth should have done anything in his power to be there. However, uh, yeah. Brooks just saying he should drop all of his business meetings to be here. I'm like, well, it's not quite that easy. And also, I wanted to go back on that is it wasn't his choice to leave. Yeah. Meredith told him he had to go. Yeah. And so Meredith even says at one point saying like, you know, I feel like guilty. Like, this is my fault that I'm doing this to Brooks and stuff, blah, 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 blah. But honestly, Meredith, you need to smack your son on the back of the head and say, <laughs> quit being a little brat because this is life. Not life does not go perfect. Everything does not go your way. Um, imagine if you had a, a single parent and that single parent has to work two jobs just to be able to keep a roof over your house. So stop being so bratty. Well, <laughs> Seth really... I, I'm team Seth a little bit in this situation, but he has no idea how to respond to anything. His I'm only team so Seth, I'm only team Seth because I feel bad for him. I do feel like he should be there, but when he's like, "You guys look interesting," he's in, then he's like, "If you would like to write me a handwritten note." Or a text. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, who writes a handwritten note? <laughs> I don't remember. To, especially to fix a situation like this. <laughs> but maybe he was trying to say, you like know text. what? Let's get your thoughts down so that we can really tackle the issue and talk and speak, you know, thoughtfully Ooh, about yeah, this. that's that's good. That's probably what he was trying to say, but... Instead, Brooks is, like, coaching him what you... Like, you didn't even ask me anything. Like, you didn't even ask anything about me. Then he pretty much just coaches his dad on what to say. I know, I know. And I'm sorry that I called you then. <sighs> that's where I might... My mom would have smacked me right in the back of the right head. Right through the and phone. Been, like, quit being a little brat. <laughs> um, yeah, but Brooks continues to say... If I had kids, I would drop all of my business meetings, <clears throat> business meetings, and be there right away. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's First of it. all, you're not going to have kids. Second of all, <laughs> well, that's not true. Though. Oh, yeah, he, that's he true. Have kids. I really kids. hope he doesn't have kids right now because he's a very immature little brat right now. But he also would never have business meetings. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was saying just a minute ago. He was like, I, Seth should drop all of his business meetings. I'm like, you can't do that. Yeah, but th- <laughs> this is him working this hard is what is keeping you in this luxurious lifestyle, Brooks. And what's pay- helping pay for your sweatsuit. Yeah, and plus you didn't even work hard at all to get this, this show done. So why does it have to be important to everyone else? Mm. Uh, anyways, I, I don't want to get into that too much, but uh, <laughs> well, I a, think lot, we've already exhausted a lot of Facebook and people are like, 
people on Facebook and other sites are really upset with Brooks and the way he's acting. I hope that he's seeing this show right now and seeing how he's acting and kind of changes the way his personality is an attitude towards people. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So anyhow, let's move on from that. Okay, love you. Bye. Uh, we get a quick scene of Vita Tequila. Uh, with the Swarovski crystal cap and logo. Oh, yeah. She's got that thing glittered up. Yeah, it's it's really quite beautiful. So that was just a really quick, cool scene. And then we go right back to Meredith's house post-fashion show. And she's like, okay, Brooks, what's next? And I'm like, well, I mean, what really, what is next? Hopefully another sweatsuit, at, at least. <laughs> Is it going to be in gray? Yeah, maybe it's going to be a gray sweatsuit with his <laughs> name down the side. I don't know. But this scene is so weird, and it just really goes to show how immature Brooks is, because he's drinking the juice out of a grapefruit mm-hmm. by, first of all, just pouring it in his mouth and making a mess. Well, and no, then, he, he gets a straw. He and puts then a little drinking straw. it out of a straw. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw him, like, good. squishing it with a fork. And then he tries to drink it, and then he gets out the straw. But all of it is just very, like, 10-year-old. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he says that it's... Um, a fat burner. A fat burner, which isn't true. No, no, it is not How, how do we know burner. this? We asked I Alexa. I asked Alexa, and Alexa confirmed that grapefruit is not a fat burner. Alexa, is grapefruit a fat burner? No, that's not true. <laughs> Why does Brooks do everything the hard way? He, like, is squeezing the milk out of almonds in the early episode (laughs) now he's just like does he not know that there's like juice that is sold at stores and almond milk that is sold at stores? he's probably like uh this is so much healthier it's got perverbatives and uh, articular dye and paradigms and and what is any of that like preservatives and like bad stuff and like artificial dye and stuff uh and here we come into mary's place all right, now it's my turn to go off on a child of a son or of a housewife for a moment. <laughs> he is only 17. He left the night before, didn't call, didn't text, and showing up the next day. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, I've done that so many times. No way. I, listen, when you're 18, maybe, when you're not living under my house, for sure, but you can't be 17 years old and not come home and not text or not call. There's just no excuse. But then Mary just like, oh, come on, we're closer than that. But I'm so happy to see you! And that's it. He, the son honestly says like two words during that whole conversation. Well, he's only said about eight words this whole season, and he's been in three scenes. He's very, this whole family is very uncomfortable in front of the camera. Yeah, I know. They're like, all... Mary chastises her son, then loves on him, and then she's like, all right, go away. This was a weird kind of uh, put on scene unnecessary scene i guess just give mary a little bit more screen time this episode because we really don't see hardly any of mary she Mm -hmm. again looks gorgeous in this scene maybe uh i feel like she looks prettiest when she's looking a little bit more natural even you know um and that's another her in this scene yeah Okay, well, I I think she's pretty, but I, I like a little bit of makeup. But yeah, I well, do no, she's agree. wearing she puts makeup. On too much just makeup. really just naturally natural makeup. makeup just, a, just a light blush. Yeah, <laughs> looking as natural as if she's been to Beauty Lab and Laser. Lots. So they're going over like kind of the day, and you know they say Whitney's coming in, and then they're like, "There's going to be lots of lips, 
cheeks and tons of Botox today. <laughs> Not for Whitney, but for right. today. And for the first time I heard that, I was like, is he saying that Whitney's coming in for a while? I was like, why would she get all that done? That is crazy. We actually had to do a little bit of rewind and be like, okay, he's referring to the whole entire day, not just Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> did you see that sign that said, life is short, by the lips? <laughs> I did not see that. I love, I love that. Uh, so Whitney broke out from all of the fashion show makeup, so she's getting a little microderm while she's there. Have you ever had microderming? I have not. I have a little microdermer in the bathroom that I use. I've seen you use it before. Your face looks crazy. My face is crazy after it. Microderming is when you get a bunch of tiny little microderm needles and you just kind of poke your face a whole bunch of times and it like helps like heal it and bring collagen up and la la la. So So while she's getting her microderm, Heather tells her whole entire story and Whitney didn't hear a word of it. I know. She was just like (laughs) laying there like, ah... I feel like, though, that Whitney is one of the people that, especially on this show, that Heather talks to the most. And we've already seen Whitney and Heather have several conversations. She opens up the most to her, I think. Yeah, and we've have seen them have several conversations about the divorce and how hard it is to meet people and blah, blah, blah. I, Whitney might have just had the opportunity to be like, I'm going to tune out and enjoy this. Because <laughs> I've heard this before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I hate hearing that... Um... Heather says that she didn't feel like she's, like, worth it in a lot of cases. I underlined, I don't think I'm worth the pain it would cause my kids. I I'm like, hated hearing that. Well, it's... you know, I've been worried about Heather Gay's self-worth for a very long time. You really since have. Since I've met her, practically. You honestly have. <laughs> so this makes me really, really, really sad um, that she doesn't get full church status until she finds a man to get her back into heaven. Like, even the kids of other Mormon families won't play with her kids because she's considered a sinner in that community, I guess. Because she's unmarried. Well, she said, because Mormon is what you do, not who you are. That's just... It's, That's Gosh, rough. there's so much pressure on Mormons. I had no idea how much pressure was on these people. And then Whitney gives great advice, which we see the fruition later in the episode. She's like... Have you talked to your daughters about this? If you're so worried about how it's affecting your daughters and you're so worried about what you've been hiding from your daughters, have you talked to them and let them know how you feel? Like, as if they're adults? Yeah. And she does later on. (laughs) Yeah. So kudos to Whitney for giving that great advice. It's got to be so hard to have kids. There's got to be so much guilt of, like, not being the best for them. But honestly, from, like, a kid's perspective, I guess, like... Your parents are your parents. They can't really do no wrong, even when they do wrong in most cases. And if they're a good parent, they hide it when they are doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just take a quick break. Let's wet our whistles. Sounds good. All righty, and we'll be right back. Back at Shaw Chalet, this is the moment I was talking about a little bit ago when we get to see Jen with very minimal makeup on. Her hair is not done. This is where we get to really see the mix of cultures um, that are part of her heritage, which I think is beautiful. She's got gorgeous features. Yeah. You know, people on social media like to talk about how much plastic surgery all of these women have had, but Jen Shaw in particular. But just seeing her kind of bare like this, I thought was a really nice moment, something that we don't get to see too often, especially from her. No, and then her fourth assistant, (laughs) what was her name? Tiana. Tiana. 
uh, comes in with a platter of breakfast and most likely medications for her to take in the mornings. Well, what is, we find out it is medication, yes. actually. That uh, Jen, we find out that Jen has been taking antidepressants since her dad died. Yeah, well, she said she was nervous to take medications in the first place because she felt like it would make her weak. Yeah, and well, to be honest with you, Sharif flat out said, no, sorry, you're not taking it. You need to pray, you need to work, and that's how it's going to be. But Jen was lashing out so badly at everyone that she almost lost her marriage, mm-hmm. and it took Sharif leaving before like her kids and everyone had an intervention that said, no, listen, go get medicated. Yeah, powering, you need this. powering through it can work for some people, but to be honest... Sometimes you just need a little bit of a crutch, and that's what I feel like antidepressants are for, is to have a crutch to help you figure out your emotions, fix yourself, figure out coping mechanisms, and then get off the medications. You don't want to – I don't think that you should stay on antidepressants for, like, a full-time gig because I feel like you're just masking the problem and you're not actually fixing the problem. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a shotgun wound kind of thing. Are you talking about, like, for people who have to deal with just a certain situation? Just a certain situation. There not are, someone who's, like, clinically depressed. No, there's lots of people out there that really need the extra help, but I'm saying she just lost her dad. She needs help coping with that and understanding that. Um, so just being able to use uh, it as a crutch to help her understand and get a, a handle on her emotions is what really needs to happen. I, But again, she, her son was like, I don't think of you any differently. I think you should get on medications. Yeah, yeah. And, but this really clears up a lot about this season because, you know, you are not supposed to take antidepressants and drink alcohol. <laughs> so her la- calling Mary a grandpa effer, freaking crazy. out at people, getting crazy. Now it all makes sense. Like I okay. bet you, I bet you, she's taking Sonia Morgan's water pills. <laughs> that's making her so. Crazy. I hope she's not taking it with her antidepressants and drinking. That's oh, like <laughs> that's a recipe for disaster for sure. Oh, disaster. But, you know, there's not going to be a disaster at Lisa Barlow's house. Mm-mm. So here we are at Lisa's house, and she has a, quote-unquote, fun night planned. Oh, my gosh. For her kids. A fun family <laughs> night is talking about goals. goals. I'm like, what? That is not a fun family <laughs> night. I, I think Lisa's housewife tagline should be, goals, 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 goals. I set goals. I love that. Right? <laughs> um, so Henry got got all 100s, but that's not good enough because they need to set goals to be even better. And Jack and Henry both have really cute, fun, like kid goals, like pass my driver's test. Be a get, lady slayer. Yeah, get shredded <laughs> uh, so that he can get the girls. And then Henry wants to kiss a girl at least by 15 and then have triplets. And Lisa loves that. I love that. Uh, she does love that. But I'm a little bit um, concerned about this little kid right now. Now, because there's a lot of stuff about sex. So when Jack is getting his driver's test, he says my pull-out game is tight, and Henry laughs like he knows what that means and stuff. And then later on, he talks about how a sin is like looking at porn. And now here, he wants to have triplets, and he wants to get kissed at 15. Sex is on this kid's brain. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, he and his brother seem pretty close. I bet you he like hears his brother and his friends Uh, talking about these things, and 
I'm when I was a little kid, I used to do the same thing. Like I would talk about sex, not even knowing that I was talking about sex or what sex that even makes, was. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So he's probably just trying to be cool like his brother. John thinks this family goal setting night was kind of cool. Like these people just don't know how to relax. And have a good time. <laughs> I think a lot of it is fear based. <laughs> yeah, from Lisa. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so afterwards, Lisa's immediately on her phone. Yeah. But hold on one second. Like, no joke. I have to send this out. I know. Well, well, <laughs> During the the writing of the goals, she says she's she wants to set goals for expanding her business, aka mommy won't be home anymore. But <laughs> which is contradictory to her saying also she wants to become a better listener. Yes, but that how is that going to work when you're going to put more work on your table when you already right now don't have enough time for your kids and you're not listening? Case in point, talking to John. Well, John asks, he's like, was that a real goal? Which it's clear that it was not a real goal. I mean, in Lisa's mind, she might think that she can, uh, she's figuring out a way to have her cake and eat it too. But we know that clearly business, becoming a billionaire business is really what her goal is. That is what is aligned with what they are doing. She says that aligned with what we are doing so many times, which is basically just means business. Doesn't mean family. It's clear that John really doesn't have a say in this. Um, Lisa flat out says that she's not going to say no. She knows when she'll need to say no. The only people she's saying no to are people who are guilting her into things, not anybody else. (laughs) Poor John. I mean, he brings up the situation of not listening stuff. And Lisa even says, you don't think it's a problem, do you? And he's like, well, yeah, you know, that's why I'm kind of bringing it up. And she just snaps back. She's like, that just makes me so angry. Yeah. Lisa cannot take criticism. Uh, well, and, and she can't slow down. And it looks like she's not really able or willing to compromise. No, and you know that's not a partner. No, you need no. to be a partner in this relationship. It's well, a give and take. Well, it's like in confessionals, John looks terrified. He looks <laughs> terrified of saying the wrong thing. So it, it, it's pretty obvious. The writing is on the wall here. <laughs> Um, There was a really cool edit after the commercial break of the lights going down to the music, like the sun going down, Mm. and then the lights in Salt Lake City coming back up. It was really quite beautiful. I just love all of the um, scenic shots of Salt Lake City. Yeah, it's so, so nice. Um, At the restaurant afterwards... Yeah, Toscano's with Heather, Jen, and Meredith. Heather and Jen are being really sweet and supportive to Meredith. Like, are you a fashion model? Are they calling you to walk are they calling you to work just really i love how supportive they are yeah that was really neat um heather gay ordered some meatballs heather (laughs) wants some meatballs you are my girl we love the meatballs i want some meatballs every day but let me tell you what if we order meatballs for the table and there's three of us at the table, and they bring me only two meatballs, <laughs> I'm going to have a fit, and I'm going to order probably two more orders no, of meatballs. you're going to eat them first, then have a fit, and then order more. Right, there you go. There yeah. you go. You're going to eat them first. There you go. Uh, that's so funny. But yeah, you know what? You need to make her some of your famous southern sausage balls. Um, Heather, if you haven't had a sausage ball... You have not lived quite yet. Yeah, see, um, those of you from the South probably know it's just like Bisquick breakfast sausage and and sharp cheddar cheese. Oh, so good. But it is the party bite. The the century. The party (laughs) bite. So Heather to Meredith asks... So everybody has a horror phase after they separate. What's yours? And Meredith's like, not. (laughs) She's not. She's going to keep it quiet. She's not going to do the housewife thing. And I'm with Heather then, like, why separate? Right? Um, But um, Meredith has lots of reasons why they're separated. Well, she goes right back into saying, well, they need to fix themselves on their own. 
they need to learn how to communicate with each other. Well, which communication has been Meredith's big thing this whole entire time. But you know, when you're you got to communicate with your friends, your castmates about what's going on because Jen and uh, Heather are not buying it. They're no. not buying it. They're like, certainly she's fooling around. Oh yeah, with some other guys. This confessional look is one of my favorites of Meredith. She's wearing like either a white dress or a white top that's really beautiful, sparkly, probably beaded or sequined. Her hair is slicked back. She looks amazing, except on that white top. She has this makeup line on the collar that is distracting to me the whole entire time. Like, oh my God, you're a vision of perfection, except for that. And oh I no, can't I didn't see that. Staring at it, I can't quit staring I at it. I didn't see that. That sucks. Yeah, um, Jen um, asks Meredith if she's afraid that when they do like separate and find themselves, is she nervous that she'll find herself without Seth? And mm. I thought that was a really great question. Yeah. But Meredith's not looking to give up the relationship. She's um, she's like, we love each other enough that it's worth not letting go of yet. Yeah, and I, I, I have really high hopes for them. And from what you've heard on different podcasts and stuff, that they are doing really good right now. Yeah. Um, like in, in real time. <laughs> yeah, Meredith said that Seth is being really supportive. She said that the housewives and the pandemic saved her marriage awesome yeah that's really really great to hear but have you ever seen on any of the other cities them showing the producer prompting them during their confessionals as much no and i was noticing that too i have never heard the producer asking so many questions in their confessionals before every now and then you will but this season this show they're like almost like every episode. episode yeah yeah which I'm all about it. I'm like, break down that fourth wall. Yes. I want to hear all about it. So Jen tells the producer that, you know, she's seen things. She's heard things. She's seen um, when they were in New York. She saw Meredith talking to another man who said that Meredith was the love of his life. And, and he was going to marry? Yes. And then he told Jen that he'll make sure that Meredith gets back to her room mm. that night. But, you know, they've been um, kind of teasing this storyline since before the show even started. Oh, but Jen Shaw, I gotta give it to Jen Shaw, bringing us that true housewife behavior, moving a story along a line and being like, well, this is what I heard. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm a, another point where I'm conflicted because you know, I love Jen Shaw and I think she really is a great housewife. And I think probably as a, like a true friend, Jen Shaw wouldn't spill your tea, but as a housewife, uh -uh. She, she'll spill that tea. <laughs> I don't want to tell her anything. <laughs> yeah, I will tell her everything as long as we're not castmates. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, moving over to Whitney and her dad and her kids going to a trampoline park. Oh, have you been to a trampoline park? No, you know, we have a trampoline park like right next door to one of the gyms that we go to. We should check it out. I would love to try it. I used to be so good on trampoline. I used to like Michael Jackson. I had his like cassette tapes. I had all of his music and I would like do choreographed flips and stuff to his songs and I would make my mom come out and watch me and she wasn't very impressed but I'm surprised she didn't know I was gay right there. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what? She said she didn't so I guess But I, right. if I go back to a trampoline I'm going to be showing you up. Whitney's dad said he needs to work on his core which amen to that brother. Me too. If, if going to a trampoline <laughs> park is a way that I can work on my core then we definitely need to go to a trampoline park a little bit more because I'm not good at it. Uh, well, he has a bad hip so he can't quite 
Jeff. True, true. <laughs> you know what? We always talk about how Whitney is always more and more impressive week by week. And what this week, what I really love about Whitney is that she's really good at telling her dad everything he needs to hear, everything he wants to hear, and everything she needs to say. Like, she's really good at doing all of that without being offensive, mm-hmm. still getting her point across, not being a wimp about it. Like, she's a really good communicator with her dad. It's always supportive, but it's still very honest. Because there's an issue right now because her dad has been at Sober Living for only 21 days. The program is 90 90 days. And he wants to leave. And he says that his um, therapist there agrees that he's ready to move on, get an apartment, get his life starting to go and stuff. But of course, Whitney is hesitant, nervous about this reason for obvious reasons of him relapsing. I mean... I'm surprised. Did his therapist really tell him that after 21 days out of 90 that he's ready to leave? I mean, is that really true? And you know what? It's got to be really easy to do it like that first time with all of that help. But once you're on your own, you don't have that constant help and you don't have that structure. It takes six weeks to pick up a habit. You need to be going there for longer than just 21 days. Well, Whitney's not here for it. But now he thinks if I go out and find success, I'll be stronger. But I'm like, listen, do you know how hard it is to find success? Yeah. And do you know what? He will feel comfortable enough to be able to do one hit and be like, it's not going to hurt me if I just do one hit. And then he's going to relapse all over again. Well, let's hope not. I really, really hope not. I I hope for the best for Whitney and her dad. But yeah, finding success is not a guaranteed deal, friend. Especially if you're and especially if you do uh, have a hair empire rocking that hair on television. Uh, yeah and have you noticed that now that he's on rehab he his face is so much fuller now but you know what i would say he looks less healthy is that weird he does look a little bit less healthier but it's just because his body is like accepting all the nutrients that his body's never had before and he's just kind of puffy and puffy and stuff um but yeah, let's let's go to Heather's house. Let's get let's, let's get some let's straws. Just, We're some gonna fun. have some straws at Heather's house. <laughs> some chocolate covered strawberries. I want some cho- some Godiva chocolate. Yes, I want some Godiva straws. <laughs> if I don't have some Godiva covered straws, <laughs> then you are not romantic at all. Yeah. So like her daughter says Godiva, but it's really Godiva. 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 Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. liked Godiva so much. Uh, I think Go- I think Godiva should that. change their name. Oh, to I'm Godiva. saying that. Godiva chocolate. Yeah. So uh, um, Ashley's going to do. A promposal. So so that's really sweet having Heather help her with her promposal. It's weird. I, I I didn't I guess I it was odd for me to assume that a guy would do a promposal. This is 2020, I guess. Get it together. Get it together. I got asked out by a friend of ours that was a lesbian, and I was like, oh, thank God, she's not gonna expect anything in the prom <laughs> because I was gay, but I wasn't out at that point. So I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so all of the girls come in while they're working on the promposal poster, and this is where Heather takes like Whitney's advice and she gets real with the girls. Yeah, Heather it seems like Heather is even jealous of her daughter's relationship with um, her kids because she even like she wishes she had that at her age and i'm just like heather stop wishing uh, of like of what you wish could have happened and make it your present yeah make your present don't look back on your present right now in the future and be like i wish i did more this is your time girl you got this yeah well she recognizes that she dealt with her divorce by being extra strict we find out that Mormon families weren't allowed to play with her kids because they were that's divorced. And, and especially when it f- affects your kids, that's when you really feel like a failure. Well, she's not only f- 
feeling pressure from the church and herself. And I mean, like she feels like she's a failure in her kid's eyes. She feels like a failure in her eyes, but now she feels like a failure in even the church's eye and the church's eye even like lets her know that. <laughs> yeah. But now that she's like coming out to her kids, her girls love her. They appreciate these real like adult like discussions and conversations. And to be honest with you, they seem really glad that. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. They seem really glad that they like, uh, maybe I don't have to be a hundred percent Mormon now too. And I think there's some relief for them there. Oh, a hundred percent. I really enjoyed this conversation with them because I felt like it really needed to happen. And I feel like Heather really healed from this. Well, it's like, I want to be honest with you so that you can live a genuine, honest life. These are, I mean, that's what you need to give your kids, right? These are good kids. You can tell these are good girls. Because they got a good mother. Because they've got an awesome mother. They've got a good mother. And they and they confirmed that. And what could be better than that for a mom to hear? I mean, I bet, I bet she's still to this day reliving and loving this part. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. It's, it was important. You know, kids want you to be honest with them. They do. And you got to give your kids a little bit of credit, too. They are dealing with adult situations a lot earlier now yeah. as kids. I mean, if these kids were like four, eight, and ten. No, like Jack and Hen- well, Henry. Like, you don't want to have to do that with Henry and stuff. But these kids are all like teens. Late teens, even that. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed this scene. I really loved Heather opening up to her kids and her kids opening up to her. It just was a very feel-good moment. Another housewife who's just not afraid to be real. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Real fun at Whitney's house. So they're in like a little workout room with a stripper pole. And as we told you all a few weeks ago, a friend of ours actually designed Whitney's house. Yes. So we did get confirmation that actually when they bought like the plan or whatever, or maybe bought the house, the extra... Um, supports had to be put in for her stripper poles. Yes. Yeah, well, she says <laughs> wherever she goes, her stripper poles go. And I would say she has two of them because they show her in like a big room during other scenes, like in the very first episode after their vow renewal. Mm-hmm. And then here they're just in a tiny little workout room. So I bet you she has at least two poles in her house. You get it, girl. Jen's wearing a really cute little uh, Fendi outfit and Whitney's wearing latex so she can stick to the pole. Sure. But She's never been a stripper. But no, it's a good tip, though. Wear latex to stick to that pole a little bit better. I mean, you know what? If she was a stripper, be a stripper. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I ain't never going to judge you. Be a stripper, girl. But I guess if she says she's a stripper, then she has to say that she's been a... a swinger. Swinger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, we love watching her work that pole. Jen's, Jen doesn't want to... First of all, she doesn't want to lose her extensions. No. I'm like, first that, of Those all, extensions look heavy. <laughs> and, but I'm like, girl... Why aren't those extensions in there tighter? Are you, why, why would you even have to consider... As much money as you probably spent on them, why would you have to consider that they're going to come out? You know? That's true. But she's spinning around so much, she needs some drama. Well, made. it's probably also... I know that I would probably do the same thing. Like, I'm not going to be good at this. I'm not good at this. Uh, here's one of the reasons why I'm not good at this. Oh, I want to see you on a pole. That'd be so funny to watch you on a pole. <laughs> well, uh, again, we have to find a mighty large pole. Structural support beams, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Whitney asked Jen how it is with Sharif being gone. And when she's asking it, she's like, like, how is it sexually, you know? Oh, yeah. Jen's just like, you know, it sucks. It's gone. But girl, I got my like Hitachi strength power. Hitachi magic wand. Yes. yes. (laughs) You got to put gasoline into it first to start it up. (laughs) You got to like get that thing started up. Well, Whitney and Justin are getting it started up about four or five times a week. You go, girl. He's making up for like lost Mormon time. Like you can tell that while he was. 
no. was practicing. It was like all missionary all the time. Oh, and yeah. now he's with Whitney and they're like, you never know. Oh, life is We got the whole Kama Sutra at our disposal, <laughs> you know? Um, Jen opens up the Meredith Seth can of worms. And she says, well, if you, like, if you aren't getting your meat, your needs met at home, you're getting them somewhere else. But Jen, what about you? You just said that Sharif's never home. So wouldn't that mean like you're going out and doing the same thing? So yeah. I don't think it was really right for her to say that that too. Uh, well, Jen justifies all of this by being like, I'm not saying anything while she is saying <laughs> that's at housewife gold. Yeah, she's like, I can I as long as I don't give you any details, I can get away with anything. Listen, Jen is being very sus right now. You know, Whitney feels that um Seth and Meredith are actually just over and putting on a facade and Jen's like, well, I don't know if they're over, but there's somebody's been over Meredith, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And that's where we find out about the whole New York City trunk show situation. Yeah, apparently uh, a couple months earlier, Meredith is at her trunk show and there's a man there saying like he loves her and that he's hanging all over her and that's his love of his life and he's going to marry her and he ends up taking Meredith to her room at the end. So there's going to be some stories coming out about that because that's how it ends. Well, I, I think it's pretty clear that if... Jen Shaw and Meredith finish this season as friends. It's going to be hard to believe that they're still friends after the show. Uh, well, that was, um, I really enjoyed this. Like I said, I think this is introducing some new conflict and some new storyline that's going to set us up for an exciting rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for listening to us and tuning in. Don't forget to check out our our YouTube video of our uh, Vita Tequila. Taste test. Yes. (laughs) Follow us on all social media. On Twitter, we are House Bears of SLC. On Instagram and Facebook, we are the Real House Bears of SLC. And again, subscribe to us on YouTube because we're going to have more mini-sodes coming out that you could watch. And also, if you are on iTunes podcast, please give us a five-star review and write a little bit something nice about us. You can check catch us on all other podcasting platforms, and you can email us at therealhousebearsofslc at gmail.com. I hope everybody has an amazing New Year's and is safe. 2020 is almost over. Looking forward to seeing you all in 2021. Oh my gosh. I had so many plans this year. Well, I have a lot of plans for next year. Let's do this. Have a great week. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.